Thanks for listening to a YPC podcast. We believe God wants to do so much for you and through you, and we'd love to hear about it. Take a second to send your story to office at ypcprior.com and enjoy the message today. Well, welcome back your place, church. How's everyone doing today? Glad you guys are here. Look, we got all the chairs back in the room. Yeah. Kids ministry is having services over there. We brewed coffee this morning. Come on. You know there's still a God on the throne. Amen. We're excited about it. I know it's been a rough couple of weeks, you know, not being able to hang out in person. We had all kinds of great experiences online. And even when we were back in person, we couldn't hug. We couldn't high five. We couldn't shake hands. Even the introverts in the room were getting a little upset that we couldn't do the two-minute meet and greet. You know what I mean? They're like, okay, we don't like the two-minute meet and greet, but we actually kind of miss it. So anyway, that one's coming soon. We believe that we're going to be, you know, completely 100% doing life as if there was never a pandemic. You know, it is, it is a good time to be back in church. And so I'm, I'm excited that you guys are here with us. I'm, I'm excited that you're celebrating this weekend. Um, we're excited about what God is doing. All kinds of announcements. Um, so pay attention to that. Sign up for that. I know we're doing a big, big, big thing next weekend at the BMX track. So um, be, if, listen, if you have any time that you can volunteer for that, that would be great. Yes, we're serving 3,000 people. Yes, there's a lot of people coming in from out of town. And a lot of people are like, well, how does this, how does this get the gospel of Jesus Christ out? Well, number one, it gets our name out there. But number two, we're not, we're not just there for the 3,000 people who may be coming in from out of town. We're there to minister to all the other volunteers who are going to be there as well. All right, with me, friends? So we're going to be a service to our community. We're excited about that. So again, come on, join us. We're, it's, going to be a, it's going to be a good time. I wasn't supposed to be speaking this weekend. I haven't had a weekend off. I've had one. One weekend off since our Christmas service last December. And so I was looking for a weekend off. I was kind of excited to come and sit in the crowd with you guys and worship with you and uh, let one of our next generation communicators come up and just knock it out of the park. Because um, we've, got, we've got a lot of really, really great communicators at your place, church, and we believe in them. And so we put them on deck. But in light of um, what we've been watching over the last few days in our nation, um, I asked the team to put me back on the field. Put me in, coach. Like, I got, I got, I got something to say. And I really felt probably yesterday about 1.30, the Lord dropped in my heart. I was kind of resisting it. I mean, if it was just, if it was just Pentecost Sunday, not that it's, you know, anything less. Listen, our, our communicators, you guys value their voice enough that they could come and do that. If it was just the weekend where we're opening the doors fully, like this would have been awesome for them to come. But with all of those and in light of what, was, um, what we've experienced as a nation, over the last few weeks, I felt like the Lord wanted me to take the stage this week. There's a scripture in 1 John chapter 4, verse 18 that I want to draw your attention to. The Bible says, there is no fear in love. Now listen. This is the word of God Almighty. And I don't want you to pass it off as just, oh, that's good, motivational, whatever. No, no. Listen to the word of God. 
1 John chapter 4, verse 18. There is no fear in love. Perfect love, perfect love, drives out all fear. So then love has not been made perfect in anyone who is afraid. Because fear has to do with punishment. Today is May the 31st. And it is the next holy day in Israel's calendar known as the Festival of Weeks or the Shavuot in Hebrew. Which originally means the Harvest Festival. If you were here with us last Wednesday, we went extensively into this. It's more familiarly known as the day of Pentecost. Today, we celebrate the day of Pentecost. In history, this is the day that was used to commemorate the giving of the law to Moses at Mount Sinai. The term weeks comes from an expression in Leviticus chapter 23, verse 16, which instructs the Israelites to count out seven weeks, or 49 days, from the end of Passover to the beginning of the next feast in their annual cycle of holy days. The English word Pentecost comes from a Greek word meaning 50 or the 50th day. Pentecost was a celebration before it was ever a moment. It was a celebration in their holy calendar. It was a, it was a festival that they all celebrated, and it just happened to be on the day of Pentecost when the Holy Spirit was poured out that we read about in Acts chapter 2. And honestly, there was something being spread around among our faith community, um, those who we follow, uh, had a word spoken to them about this weekend. And because we trust them, we trusted this voice. And this is, you know, as you, as you listen to some of the leaders um, talk, I mean, this is one of those guys. He's a prophetic voice in our nation today. He's one of those guys that, you, you know, couldn't have, you couldn't have talked to him for, for weeks or months, and then all of a sudden he'll call you on the phone and tell you what you had for breakfast. Like one of those types of voices, like just spot on. And there are modern-day prophetic voices in our world today. And he told this guy, one of our community leaders, one of our faith leaders, he told them about the pandemic because he felt an urge, felt a prompting in his spirit. He told him about the pandemic before it ever happened. He said, listen, and there's been other voices that said the same thing. There's coming a pandemic, a virus that's going to affect the earth. Millions and millions of people will be affected by it. The hearts of many will grow faint. The global economies will fluctuate. But then he said this, it'll last until the day of Pentecost. On May 31st. He says, on the day of Pentecost, you will feel a sharp change in direction of this virus. And so you can imagine those of us who knew about this word and have been praying for this weekend have been on the edge of our chairs waiting for 
this moment. And I can with confidence tell you that as of Friday, about two-ish in the afternoon, Mays County Health Department posted on their Facebook page that there are zero active cases of COVID-19 in Mays County. Amen. Zero. Why? Why? It's because the church got together and prayed twice a day, every day at 714 in the morning and 714 at night. And even though this thing was big and hairy and we didn't know what to do with it, we stood in the gap and we asked God to move on our planet and to heal our land. And we're beginning to see the thing shift. We're beginning to see it move. And we can't be more excited. But just as quickly as the impact of COVID-19 begins to fade, a new story hits our news feeds. Something that continues to strike fear and hatred in people and in our country. This past Monday, the world watched as a man was brutally executed on the streets of Minneapolis by something that was nothing short than inhumane and hostile. And we've seen moments like this in the past. We have, and we get all up in arms, we get outraged, we rally, we post stuff on Facebook, and we're like, this is wrong, this is wrong. And then further news comes out about maybe how they resisted arrest, or they, maybe we didn't know all the facts, and we're just as quickly as we storm up, we kind of, okay, well, maybe we don't know everything that's going on. But this, this is different. A man was executed who, in handcuffs, quit, told, told the officers he can't breathe. And the world watched him pass away. It's more than a skin problem. You guys are with me with this, right? Um, for those of us who were believing for a miracle of healing on our planet this weekend, we were waiting for the dark clouds of COVID-19 to part and just the beautiful sun rays of the presence of God appearing, signaling the dawn of a new day. Instead, a different storm brewed in its wake. Our news feeds were filled with scenes of hate, racism, violence, of looting, and of terror. 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 11 says, Satan, lest Satan should take advantage of us, for we are not ignorant of his devices. One translation says, we're not ignorant of his schemes. You can't tell me that this wasn't planned from the enemy. In the midst when all of a sudden there was going to be this moment of just celebration and hope and, yes, fully open and, yes, life coming back to normal. On the heels of that possibility, Pentecost Sunday, that he did not orchestrate in some way, shape, form, or fashion another story to grip the hearts 
of the people. In light of what was supposed to be a moment of victory, an outpouring of God's love and attention, the enemy wants to stir up our focus in a different area. It's a scheme of the devil. Pastor Darian, do you believe there's, there's a skin issue? I do. But I believe it goes way beyond the color of someone's skin. And it goes right into the heart. This is a reflection of a fallen world and the impact of sin and the sin issue in this world. And I'm going to be honest. I hurt. I hurt for humanity. I hurt for humanity. I'm like, come Lord Jesus. Like, I'm good for him to crack the sky and take us all home before this gets super crazy. I hurt for humanity. And honestly, I understand the reactions that we're seeing in Minneapolis. I don't agree with them. But I understand them. I agree with the Bible. The Bible says in Romans chapter 12, verse 21, do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. In our human minds, we don't understand how that's going to work. How does overcoming evil with good actually do anything? We need to overcome evil with, like, force. Yeah, but the force is not the force that you're thinking about. Overcome evil with good. We don't understand how that's going to work, but yet God himself, the creator of heaven and earth, said that's the only way. That's the only way. And if I can be honest with you, being a middle-aged white male in our world whose parents are still married, who raised me in love, I've never known a day that I didn't feel love, that I haven't felt acceptance. I never, I never walked my neighborhood in fear, wondering if today was the day that my life was going to be taken. I grew up that way. And I... I've been guilty of certain aspects of this in my own life. My parents raised me to love everyone. They raised us both to just to, to, to understand that racism um, is a thing. Honestly, I was and still have been naive to the fact that racism, bigotry, uh, this kind of character. I've been naive to the fact that it's even been around still. I thought it was just something we read in our history books. And the primary reason why is because I've never felt it. I've never experienced it. And I've never knew anybody who has experienced it. And then the closest I came to recognizing it in my own self was post 9-11 and I'm walking through an airport and in that airport there's someone who is of Middle Eastern descent being escorted there's one of those rooms that there was a door there but you couldn't see the door I was in LAX I was traveling with a friend of mine and we walked through and there was somebody of Middle Eastern descent who was being escorted into this room. This door just opened and they were swooped, you know, swooped in there. 
and the actions, the extreme actions of a small few in that moment in my heart, I labeled all. And every time I saw someone from a Middle Eastern descent, I hung back just a little bit. And I watched them. And I want to pay closer attention. Why? Because there's this extreme few that has labeled the rest. And listen, I'm a God-fearing Christian, and I'm not here to suggest that all religions will lead you to heaven. Because that's just, not, that's just not true, scripturally speaking. The scripture says, you believe in your heart in the Lord Jesus Christ, and you confess with your mouth, and you'll be saved. Very clear about that. But I'm also not a person that believes that just because everyone of a different faith than mine has a plan to blow up overly crowded places and take control of airplanes. I had to deal with that in my own heart. Because what was that in and of itself? It was racism. It was racism. And I had to deal with it. You guys realize that Jesus was born in the Middle East, right? You realize that? He is of, when he walked the earth, Middle Eastern descent. And the closest that I felt this personally was just a few weeks ago. Tyson and I made a decision in the midst of this pandemic. He had left his car in Alabama. We had to go back and get it. We were shelter in place. We're not supposed to leave. And even though we contacted the college and told them we were coming and they gave us permission, even though I contacted every local authority in every state from here to there and told them I'm coming through, do I have permission? Even though we, we did not stop on that trip unless we had to for fuel and we'd go in and use the restroom, come out, we'd do our little sanitation ritual just like everybody else is doing, you know what I mean? <laughs> Get back in our car and go. We stayed in his apartment that had been sealed before the pandemic was a pandemic because all the students were asked to go home. Even though the likelihood of us even coming in contact with the virus was super, super low, I still returned home. And when some found out, I felt it. You, you left. <laughs> and I felt it. Pastor left. He went, in, he went out there. <laughs> what I felt was judgment. Worst case scenario, two weeks, we're in the clear. Of course, we had no symptoms. We weren't exposed to it. Even if we were, I believe that any sickness, bacteria, or disease that comes within a five-foot radius of me dies instantly in Jesus' name. Amen? Worst case scenario, two weeks. Two weeks that we would feel that way. Can you imagine living your life under the scrutiny of judgment? 
That's what we're experiencing in our nation. What do we do? What do we do? How do we make a stand? How does it change? I think there's three things that we can do as a community of believers right now in this season that we find ourselves in. Number one, be aware. Be aware. Don't close a blind eye to hate, to racism, to bigotry, and don't justify it. Again, there is a lot of things that we don't see and we don't know and whatever. I get it. Don't close a blind eye to it. Recognize what's going on. And listen to your pastor's heart, friends. Even though we don't find ourselves in the epicenter of what's going on right now, make no mistake about it. There are seeds that have been planted in our past as a county that are waiting for their moment to sprout. There are people in the underbelly of our community that are looking for the moment. Be aware, don't be blind to it. And don't just wish for it to go away, stand up. Number two, what can we do as a community of believers? Stand up. The Bible says in Proverbs 31 verse eight, speak up for those who can't speak for themselves. Ensure justice, look at this. For those being crushed, Yes, speak up for the poor and helpless and see that they get justice. Teach your children. Teach your children. Teach them what's right. Teach them about humanity. Teach them about God's love. Teach them that not only does racism exist, it is from the devil. It is from the enemy, and it is our responsibility to see to it that it perishes off the planet. The devil is behind all of this. All of this. And he's trying to steal the focus of what would have been a holy weekend for all of us. Teach your children that when you get to heaven, there's not going to be segregation or separation. Teach them to accept and understand that there are people with different backgrounds, different colors, different cultures. The only separation that you're going to see in heaven, teach your kids this, the only separation that you're going to see in heaven is for the few that of their own accord choose not to receive Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. Bible says they will be cast into the lake of fire. They'll go to hell. But it is of their own choice. Jesus' own words were to pray, God, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. People who draw lines and say things, I'm not going to spend eternity with those people. You're probably right. You won't spend eternity.
eternity with him. For a long time, we've had conversations about our county. And gosh, you know, if we were a part of a bigger city, we could really do this. We could really reach more people. And I've heard people say this to me all the time. And God don't, dropped it in my heart one time. You know, if you look at the nation of America and you see all the states, you know, when you were a kid, you had the puzzle, had all the states. If you reach down and you grab the borders of all of those states and you pull those borders up, what you're left is just a bunch of people. It's just a bunch of people all living in one country. Different colors, different shapes, different sizes, different backgrounds. And God loves them all. He loves them all. Teach your children that regardless of how someone may look or act, we're all still brothers and sisters. And I'll look right into that camera. For all of you who are watching online, if you've ever felt marginalized, segregated, separated, let me just tell you from the bottom of my heart, I am sorry. I'm so sorry that you felt that way because we believe at Your Place Church, everybody has a right to liberty and justice. And we're here to love all people and serve all people. And you have a place at Your Place Church. Amen, everyone. Come on. The last thing I think we can do as a community is pray. Because the only thing that's going to change our country is prayer. Pray that Second Chronicles chapter 7, verse 14 prayer. Lord, the Bible says, if my people who are called by my name will hear what will pray, I will hear from heaven, forgive them of their sin, and heal their land. That's what the Bible says. Pray that prayer. God, heal our land. Thank you that COVID-19 is diminishing, but God, heal the hearts of humanity. And there is, there has to be something that is done to regain the trust between people of color and our police. There has to be something done. And I love, I'm seeing some of the, uh, Uniformed officers and law enforcement's posting on their own social media, different places. I mean, they're standing with the protest. They're believing because they're, what they're saying is, this is not the way we are. This is not the way we are. We believe in the humanity. We believe in the rights of every person. John, 1 John chapter 4, verse 18. Listen to the word of God. There is no fear in love perfect love drives out all fear so then love has not been made perfect in anyone who is afraid because fear has to do with punishment so this is what we're going to do today we're going to pray in the old testament it had been 50 days since Passover when the harvest of weeks was to begin. 
In Acts chapter 2, it was 50 days since Jesus went to the cross and the Holy Ghost fell. Acts chapter 2, verse 1, on the day of Pente- when the day of Pentecost came, the believers were all gathered in one place. Suddenly, a sound came from heaven. It was like a strong wind blowing. It filled the whole house where they were sitting. They saw something that looked like tongues of fire. The flames separated and settled on each of them. Verse 4, all of them, say that with me, all of them were filled with the Holy Spirit. They began to speak in languages they had not known before. The Spirit gave them the ability to do this. It's been 50 days since your place church celebrated Easter online as a community of believers. And today we're here fully open. Amen. And the devil does not get to steal our victory. The devil does not get to steal our love for each other. He doesn't get to steal our nation. And he does not get to steal Pentecost Sunday from us. Amen. Amen. Stand up with me right now. Stand up with me right now all over, the, all over this place. If you're watching at home, I encourage you, join with us. We're going to pray. The only thing that's going to change this nation, the only thing that's going to change our community is God and His love and prayer is the access point to that. So just believe God with me. Come on, pray right now. Father, we love you and we worship you. And Father, we stand in the gap for a nation We stand in the gap for a a, a community of believers. We stand in the gap for a nation that, Father, even some of them who don't know you yet, they have no idea who you are. But, Father, our humanity is something that you created. It's something that you planned. It's something that you birthed. It's something that you put into effect. And, Father, right now we come against the devil. We come against hate. We come against racism. We come against bigotry in our country in the name of Jesus. We are not naive. We are not blind to the devil's schemes. We know exactly what's going on. We see you. We see you and we curse you and we command you to take your hands off of our nation in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Now, Father, I thank you for love. I thank you for the outpouring of your Holy Spirit on us. Fill us once again, God, with your Spirit. Fill us once again with your Spirit. God, we love you. We worship you. We honor you. this place. In Jesus' name. Amen. You have been listening to a YPC podcast. Visit our website at ypcprior.com to hear more.